welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. We have such a wonderful show today with an amazing guest. We're talking about drinking coffee is all about pleasure. And before we introduce our special guest, we have our Anikona Farm moment. So listeners have been asking about what's going on on the Big Island with the volcano. So I thought I'd take a quick moment just to say, yes, we have a lot of activity. It's all on the one side of the Big Island of Hawaii, um, closer to Hilo, where we're located at Anikona Farm. We're upcountry Kona, so we're about a two-hour drive from all the volcanic activity. And there's a lot of flow and fissures and volcanic ash in the air and we're just really always thinking about our friends over there on that side it's been quite dramatic on our side we've been experiencing the volcanic ash in the air but there is a silver lining the coffee trees on the farm love that in the air and they breathe that in of course they're growing in lava rock so I think we're going to have an excellent coffee harvest this year we'll start harvesting in September And um, so we're hoping that the volcanic activity does settle down, but that's a little bit about an update and our Anikona Farm moment. Now let's talk about drinking coffee is about pleasure. And I am so looking forward to chatting with our special guest, Mallory Pilchuk. She's the marketing director at Stumptown Coffee Roasters. They're based in Portland, Oregon. We're going to learn all about Stumptown Coffee Roasters and about their amazing coffee. Welcome, Mallory, to My Favorite Coffee Story. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so glad you've joined us. And How you became involved with Stumptown Coffee Roasters is really a fun story. We thought we'd first ask you, Mallory, however, about your early days and a little bit about your growing up days and family times, if you could kindly share with us. Sure, yeah. So, oh, early days. I've I've been a Northwest girl all my life. Uh, Grew up in eastern Washington outside of Spokane and then moved to Puyallup when I was a teenager, and so I grew up kind of in western Washington until I moved to Portland about 10 years ago. Um, So I really have kind of that classic Northwest kids backstory of spending a lot of time outdoors and going hiking and camping with my family, Um, you know, generally kind of getting into more mischievous areas <laughs> when I <laughs> became a teenager, <laughs> as we were yes. all want to do. Did a lot of skateboarding and snowboarding when I was growing up. Um, and yeah, I think that that really kind of laid the foundation for a lot of the activities that I still enjoy to this day, but also, you know, the things that the group of people I found myself in, in communities with. Um, and that community kind of became the Stumptown Coffee community to this day. So it's been a really, really interesting path. Um, Yes. And, yeah. 
Well, the Northwest is a beautiful place to live and grow up, and it sounds like you had wonderful times with your family, going hiking and wonderful outdoor time. You also attended Western Washington University, and I'm, I'm, we're curious for our listeners if you have any, by chance, some favorite coffee stories while you were attending university. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I worked in coffee um, throughout my entire college uh, adventure, I should say, and I worked at a couple of places. I worked at a drive through coffee stand where sometimes I would work the the night shift, we were a 24-hour cafe, so I would work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Um, and then I would also work at a very cool independent coffee shop in downtown Bellingham called Stewart's. And we were open until midnight. We would have live music performances happen in the space. Um, and it was just generally like the space where the community would congregate, where all of the art students would hang out and spend their time, um, you know, we, it, it was a pretty standard coffee fair, like bagel sandwiches and your, your mochas, lattes, et cetera. Yes. So that was a really, really fun experience for me because it felt like being an extension of the art program, which is what I attended at Western Washington University, it felt like an extension of that outside of school, like another place for folks to meet and talk about art and culture and photography and music and um it was a really, really great place to work. Definitely. I can just picture those fun conversations that you would have there at the cafe. And and uh, Western Washington University is such a wonderful place to go to school. And then you attended Merrillhurst University. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I had a bit of time off once I graduated from Western and I was managing a cafe in Tacoma, Washington, uh, called Satellite, and that's actually how I first kind of became engaged with Stumptown. Satellite Coffee was a Stumptown wholesale account. So that's how I learned how to work with Stumptown Coffee. I went through their very rigorous training process. I attended events that Stumptown would host in Seattle where you can meet the producers from the coffee-growing regions that they sourced. Uh, green coffee from and I decided to move to Portland with the prodding of my childhood best friend Ryan who was an admissions counselor at Merrillhurst University and there was a program there in art therapy that he said I would really really love. I come from a background in art, naturally curious person, really love to kind of help people Um, and so I thought okay I'll pursue this program and uh, applied and got in and kind of started my my very studious <laughs> graphical <laughs> program, which was really intense. Um, and because I moved to Portland, I you know still loved making coffee and being in the coffee industry in general. And obviously, Stumptown to me was like the the peak. It was the pinnacle coffee shop that you could work at. It was the best coffee roasting company on the planet, in my opinion. And so uh, (laughs) I had to work there and I ended up applying and it's a very intense hiring process (laughs) to get a job. And I did as a part-time barista. So that's kind of how I started my tenure here at Stumptown. That's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing, Mallory. 
And it, it's also so interesting how you decided to pursue art therapy and art history in school. And uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about some of your favorite classes or, or possibly maybe some favorite mentors along the way. Sure, yeah. Um, goodness, Cara Jay was a professor of mine at Western Washington University. She was uh, a drawing professor and really encouraged me to explore mixed media. Um, I really loved her philosophical approach to teaching uh, very skill-based materials. Um, I really loved the types of authors and thinkers that kind of were in the art scene uh, at that time. She would always extract these amazing articles and expose us to those and, and kind of lead group discussions around those, which really helped me kind of think about art in new and different ways. Um, and so to me, that's like how one like really expands their mind and gets gets to kind of experience other cultures and other ways of thinking. Um, so she was a very, very big mentor for me from the beginning. Well, she definitely sounds like a very special mentor. And as you were going through that program, um, there probably would be maybe some artists who inspired you. Were there some artists that you could share? Sure, yeah. I was a really big fan of a lot of the feminist art movement. Um, mm-hmm. Judith Butler, the Gorilla Girls, um, Nan Golden. I really loved kind of seeing the female perspective. Uh, I kind of attribute a lot of this to also having a very strong mother in my life who yes. uh, taught me about feminism at a very early age and really was kind of a guiding light in terms of, you know, being independent, um, learning how to kind of take care of yourself and how to navigate the wild world <laughs> of <laughs> patriarchy. Uh, so I, I really, really kind of took to female artists who who explored a lot of that kind of uh, perspective. And, yeah, I think that really helps kind of shape in the person who I've become today. So interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And um, you've had some amazing experiences along the way, too, while you were being an art therapy intern at the Veterans Affairs Medical Center and mm-hmm. possibly, uh, was it a company called Telecare? Tell us mm-hmm. about what that was like, please. Yeah, so the the Veterans Women's Center was probably one of the most amazing opportunities that I've ever had. Um, so in my last in my last year of schooling, in my grad program, uh, the majority of it was spent logging clinical hours, uh, you know, practicing art therapy with, with patients. And so I was placed at the new VA Women's Center, which is a really, really cool place to go. Um, it's separated out completely from the rest of the hospital. It has, you know, separate entrance. It's really a safe space for women veterans to go to receive all forms of primary care, but also mental health services that were separate from the mental health facilities within the VA. And 
I started the first art therapy program that the Veterans Hospital had seen. And that program became so wildly uh, requested and, and something that, you know, veterans everywhere wanted to participate in that I ended up uh, hosting some of those uh, sessions and group therapy sessions in different areas of the hospital with, you know, just the, the general population and with different patients who were interested in, in those services. Um, and it was really, really uh, amazing to work with a range of women because I was seeing women who were 19 and just getting back from their first tour all the way to women who had served a uh, very, very long time ago and, you know, were in their 70s. Um, and I think that really helped me see kind of the women's central issues and how that's pervasive right. throughout the whole lifespan. Um, and it also helped me realize how art can be this very powerful way of communicating to another person uh, a right. lot of things that, you know, might be difficult to communicate otherwise. Definitely. And Mallory, we are so grateful to you for doing that and making such a difference in so many people's lives there at the Women's Veterans Affairs Medical Center. So thank you for doing that. And what an amazing experience that you did. And then yeah, I, no, I it was just, great. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing about that. And, and we're just really thankful to you. I'm, I'm curious, too, as you became a barista in 2010, that, that must have been really fun. Um, please share with us, before we go to break, some of your favorite parts of being a barista. Oh, I mean, easily it's just getting to provide literally a, the, what can seem like the tiniest thing to somebody, which is just a, a cup of coffee. Yes. Um, and it can totally have a, an amazing effect on somebody's day. Just being able to be able to provide something like that for a person quickly in a moment where maybe they're like just waking up or, you know, they're not having the best time, but you can give them something that is so delicious and will help them get through their day. It's like such a small token. I think I, I love customer service in that sense. And that's, Yes. Maybe not something a lot of people uh, can relate to, but I really do like kind of the, the social interaction um, and getting to see the same people every day and just like know who they are, know all about their families and their struggles and their excitement. Um, it's, it was the best part of being a barista. Oh, well, I'm sure you made all those people's day. And I know it's such a rigorous program to be a barista and to actually accomplish that. So congratulations to you. I know that okay. each barista has their own style. It, what would you say is kind of like your little extra Mallory style when you're a barista? <laughs> um, let's see. I think, well, I think when it comes to actually making drinks, I really love, I love pouring tulips like latte art. Uh, yes. tulips and drinks and I would always attempt to pour as many layers as humanly possible in a tulip that was <laughs> something that was more of like a self-challenge at the time um, but it's really cool how easily you can impress people with that weird skill set and otherwise I don't know I think that it really was about just being kind of like a 
a bit of a like loud, excited person in a very small space who's like <laughs> really happy to greet whoever came through the door. Um, yeah, I think I think that was kind of my style was being loud and pouring tulips. <laughs> oh, I can just picture you, Mallory. And it's fun how you you brought your your art into the coffees that you would make. And I know everyone, I'm sure, really appreciated that. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more with you, Valerie. Mallory, when we come back after the break, we're going to actually talk about Stumptown Coffee Roasters and their mission, which is really special. So please join us right after the break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We're chatting with our special guest, Mallory Pilchuk. She's the marketing director at Stumptown Coffee Roasters based in Portland, Oregon. We're talking today about drinking coffee is about pleasure. And we were just sharing with Mallory how she became a barista. She was doing art therapy for the Women's Veterans Affairs Medical Center. A little bit about her early days. And we were just going to ask Mallory about more about Stumptown Coffee Roasters and their mission. Please share with us. Sure. 
So, Sunstone Coffee, we, uh, a company was born in 1999 here in Portland, Oregon, and the, the purpose has really kind of remained the same throughout, throughout, uh, history here, which is that we are aiming to provide the highest quality coffee for everybody that is interested in coffee. We want to have the highest quality experiences. We want to have the best cup of coffee we can find. And we want to try to get that into as many people's hands as possible. Um, the way that we figured out how to do this is by actually uh, pioneering the direct trade movement, uh, which is directly working with coffee producers and offering a very competitive rate of pay for green coffee when it cups at a super high quality. Uh, we are able to hopefully ensure that this quality of this coffee will remain consistent by signing long-term contracts with these providers and working with them uh, over decades. Most of the coffee producers and the coffees that comprise our single origin menu uh, are created from relationships with farmers that we've sustained uh, well over 15 years. And those coffees kind of, they're great. They come back on the menu every year and you're like, oh, I have a relationship with this with this coffee, I can watch as it changes year to year, and I can taste it getting better year after year after year, which is a really, really cool legacy to experience here at Stumptown. So exciting. So I love how Stumptown Coffee Roasters is really considerate. Um, First of all, calling the farmers, you call them producers. And I just think that's so wonderful and how you source your coffee and you ensure fair fairness in this whole process and the relationships that you've built throughout the years, the last 15 years, as you said, is, is just truly wonderful. And um, you, you are bringing that whole notion drinking coffee is about pleasure and bringing that best cup of coffee to your customers. Thank you for sharing the mission, Mallory. So mm-hmm. you've been a barista at Stumptown Coffee. You've also been the marketing events director for about three years. And um, I'm so curious, what were some of your favorite events that you were that you did while you were marketing events director? Oh, yes. There were so many. Um, goodness. I think anytime we offer like a VIP level of coffee service at a music festival is always a really fun experience, especially since I work at a place where music is highly coveted and, you know, people are very excited to meet their idols uh, and to make them a cup of coffee. So we've done, uh, we've done that at Sasquatch Music Festival in Washington State. We've done that at Coachella in Indio Valley, um, Lollapalooza, like a lot of really awesome big name festivals. Uh, more recently, I've really appreciated our involvement at Cherry Bomb Jubilee, which is this really great female-focused uh, food magazine centered around women chefs. They hold a big conference every year, and it's very exciting to see women in food put on a panel and asked important, interesting questions. Um, so I think that, you know, you can kind of find Stumptown at many different events and places, but I think the ones that we find are most exciting are when they resonate with the things that we're interested in as 
as employees and as people. Definitely. And I know the team at Stumptown Coffee is is very special. And as you said, it's very, you know, there are rigorous elements in becoming a team team member there at Stumptown Coffee. Please share with us a little bit about the team and maybe even about the vibe at Stumptown Coffee Roasters. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the team, pretty, it's pretty large now. We have major roasting facilities in Portland, New York, and Los Angeles, um, and we have cafes in those locations, as well as Chicago, New Orleans, and Seattle, um, and so it's really cool to kind of watch the similarities, no matter where you're at. I think, I think you know, at the heart of everything here is we really respect each other, and we really value each other as, as friends, um, and that's palpable when you are visiting Stumptown or spending time with a group of employees. Like we actually hang out with each other on the weekends. It's not, <laughs> it's not like just a co-working relationship. And sometimes yes. I will call it almost like a chaotic familial relationship because it can be, <laughs> it can be like that at times. Um, but it's, it's fun. You know, the records always playing, the music's always loud. Um, it's, somebody's always making a cup of coffee or making an espresso drink for someone. And uh, it just really feels like you kind of step into a gigantic cafe filled with your favorite people every morning. So I find myself very, very lucky <laughs> to work here. Um, oh, what what an amazing place you have. Definitely. Yeah. It's oh. great. Our, uh, our team, my, my smaller team, our marketing crew is very scrappy and just fun. Um, it's, it's amazing that we are able to get as much work done as we are, given the fact that we're all very kind of loud, opinionated, excited folks, and we work in super close quarters, but I think that actually helps the work out quite a bit. Uh, there's about nine of us on the creative marketing team and, and we each have our own specialties, um, and yeah, it's just a really, it just feels kind of like a really fun clubhouse. Yes. In a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can picture that. And uh, since you've been marketing director, uh, it sounds like since 2017, uh, what are some of your current projects that you're working on as marketing director? Yeah, so there's actually this is a great week to be chatting because a lot of stuff is just starting to, uh, to go live. One, we just put together a short film. The, that we made with our friends uh, from Farm League, which is like a really great video production uh, company based out of Venice, California. Uh, the film focuses on two pro skaters and an artist traveling to Antigua, Guatemala with our head of quality, uh, Jim Kelso, who's been at Stumptown for over 15 years. And they have kind of a travel log experience throughout the city of Antigua. And then they go visit our producer friends, Luis Pedro Zelaya, uh, and his family at Guatemala Bay of Vista. So you kind of get to experience what it's like to go to source through the eyes of some people who have shared interests of the people who work at Stumptown. Um, yes. And it feels like a really, you kind of catch a really great vibe from watching the film. Um, so we just are about to launch that. We have premieres in New York, L.A., and Portland. 
um, all starting at the end of this month. And then you'll be able to purchase a bag of coffee from that producer. And a dollar for every bag of coffee will go to support a student scholarship to Earth University, which is a university based in Costa Rica that focuses on sustainable agricultural practices. So part of the film touches a little bit on what types of impacts we're starting to notice at source due to the effects of climate change. And we're trying to encourage people to empower folks who live in the coffee growing regions to address those needs as they as they come. That's a fantastic project, Mallory, and I can't wait to see it. And certainly your contributions to helping um, those bigger issues is really valuable and we much so much appreciate it. I'm, I'm so curious, as your marketing team gets together, I can tell you're very creative. There's a lot going on at Stumptown Coffee Roasters. You can just feel the energy. So not only are you making terrific coffee, but you have a really fun way of doing it. And sometimes on your bags, you might see a scorpion or a horseshoe. You might write on their good luck. How do you come up with those fun ideas? Yeah, so it's interesting. The horseshoe and the good luck, that type of iconography has been with the brand pretty much since its inception. So Dwayne Sorensen, who founded Stumptown back in the day, um, he used to bartend at a bar here in Portland called the Horse Brass. And part of their iconography is a horseshoe. Um, The gentleman who owned the Horse Brass, Don Younger, he is the man who gave Dwayne a loan so Dwayne could buy his very first roaster and that's how he started Stumptown Coffee. So the horseshoe is a bit of an homage to Don um, and the beginnings of the brand itself and then good luck is just kind of a a nice way of telling someone goodbye Um, but it also kind of ties back into that iconography in a really interesting way and I, I think we all kind of love to hang on to iconography that relates to luck um, that has a little bit of a like hint towards tattoo and tattoo culture, which is, of course, a very widely accepted and amazing thing now. But, you know, back in the early 90s was a little bit more um, cutting edge. And yeah, yeah. There's, there's all types of little things that you can pick out here and there, but they always have a backstory. Well, and thank you for sharing the backstories. That's just so interesting. I think also on your website, you do an amazing with, job with your brew guide. Um, it's so fantastic with great instructions, photographs, videos for each step, how to use like the AeroPress or the Chemex. And I think how you've come up with that is it's fantastic. How did that idea come about? Yeah, so we decided to do a full overhaul of our website about four or five years ago, and we hired this amazing local company here in Portland named Instrument to help us with the with the redesign, not just development, but also how it's going to look. Um, I think Brew Guide videos were a bit of a no-brainer on our end because we are always asked how to brew something better. We have a whole training facility in every single market that we operate in. Um, We have an amazing team of educators, and education is a really, really large component of Stumptown. 
So to be able to make that digital and accessible for the general public um, was just the best way to go about it. Now, the way that we filmed each one and kind of the concept behind it uh, was really kind of a think piece between the marketing team and the team at Instrument. So every single brew guide video to kind of take place in an environment where you would ostensibly run into a Stumptown employee um, and then they could essentially walk you through those steps. So sometimes it's in a motorcycle shop and sometimes it's out in the forest in front of our vintage Airstream. Um, <laughs> there's all sorts of places that kind of are a tip of the hat to the, the, the culture and the vibe here at Stumptown. That's just great. Uh, just love the brew guide. You know, when you source those coffees around the world, Mallory, I I think it's amazing how you have coffees from Asia Pacific and Latin America, Papua New Guinea, and, and you bring in different flavors like mandarin, orange, or maple. And how you select coffees around the world is is really interesting. You have a team, is it is it right you have a team called the Green Team? Please share with us about the the green team, please. Yeah. So we've got an amazing green green team. They're our green coffee buying team. Um, And their full-time job is being out on the road sourcing incredible coffees. Like, for example, my coworker, Katie, who uh, is one of the sourcing leads on that team, she's currently in Papua New Guinea uh, on a trip looking at new coffees and visiting new farms that hopefully we can start to harvest relationships with and, and cup those coffees and taste them. Um, so they're kind of constantly on the road and toggling back and forth depending on harvest cycles and what is in harvest and what is about to be. Um, it's really interesting. I think that when you do go out on the road, you know, you just get so many different perspectives and opportunities to engage in, in those cultures and, you also right. get to see coffee growing happen from the very beginning, and that's something that we recognize is really important for everybody here to get to experience. And so we actually uh, do employee source trips, and we often send groups of employees across all areas of the business down to source um, to check out kind of what's going on and then come home and share their unique perspective with with their greater, you know, greater folks around them so it's definitely a full-time job and I'm not sure how those guys do it because it's a lot of sitting in vehicles for 14 hours and taking so many long flights but um, they're exceptionally dedicated and and very skilled at what they do the green team does a great job and before Mm -hmm. we go to break Mallory we would love to ask you and our listeners would be so curious what is the story behind Hairbender? <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a great one. So uh, after Dwayne got his loan from Don and purchased the roaster, he needed to find a space to actually start roasting coffee and, and, and making it for people. So he got a space on Southeast Division Street, um, and it was an old hair salon called Hairbender. And that is how he named his very first blend, which became our, like, espresso blend, the most signature blend you can find at Stumptown. Um, It's what is in all all espresso drinks that use Stumptown coffee. 
uh, are generally made with hairbender. And we still have that sign to this day here at HQ. Mm-hmm. Um, we keep it down in the cupping lab with our, our quality control team. It's a really, really cool story. And uh, it's really funny to like how kismet that can be that something like an old hair salon is named Hairbender. And <laughs> like you drink coffee and it's going to bend your hair. I mean, people like love, love that. So yeah, I thought it was a very great coincidence. <laughs> that is a great story. So fun. And I, and very inspiring. It's, it's wonderful to learn how things start and uh, interesting stories. So thank you for sharing so when we come back after the break, we're going to be chatting with Mallory Pilchuk, Marketing Director at Stumptown Coffee Roasters in Portland, Oregon, a little bit more about all the other things, wonderful things that Stumptown Coffee Roasters does in Portland, Oregon, like, uh, oh, I'll give you a hint, it's really sweet and very delicious, and you might have it for dessert right after the break, so please join us. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We're talking about drinking coffee is all about pleasure. And we have Mallory Pilchuk with us, Marketing Director at Stumptown Coffee Roasters based in Portland, Oregon. And we were going to share with you not only does Stumptown Coffee Roasters have delicious coffee, and they have... Other things as well, tea and gear, and they also have Stumptown Coffee ice cream. Please tell us, Mallory, about your ice cream. Oh, yeah. So we did a really fun collab with another uh, Oregon brand, Tillamook, and uh, put out a Stumptown cold brew coffee ice cream. And uh, I guess we didn't really realize how 
much people were excited about coffee ice cream. Um, I guess I had yes. assumed all the other flavors would be so much more accessible, but it really has done great. And uh, it's, you know, made with love locally right here. And our cold brewery is about six blocks here from our roastery in Portland. And it's where all of our cold brew is created. So that was a really natural fit. Um, and it's a super delicious treat. Well, I understand it is very delicious. And in addition, if someone's interested in your coffee, you have coffee subscriptions. And so one can go to your website and have Mm -hmm. a subscription. How does that work, please? Yeah. So basically to sign up for a subscription, uh, you just create an account on our site and you can order um, a very specific coffee like Hairbender. You could get a roaster's pick, which is generally whatever our roaster is really excited about in the moment, usually a nice single origin. Um, And then you just choose kind of your quantities and how often you want it. And it shows up on your doorstep with ease. Um, So it's really kind of a great way if you're a consistent coffee drinker and and you're dead set in your ways um, to know that you're going to just have continually fresh roasted coffee land on your doorstep with no hassles uh, every week or every two weeks. That's great. And that makes it very easy for your customers. I've heard, Mallory, that you enjoy drinking your coffee black. Please describe your favorite cup of coffee. Yes, my favorite cup of coffee is one that is not super hot. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like I have to wait for my coffee to cool down. Uh, And I generally really love Ethiopian coffees. Uh, I love the flavor profiles that come from heirloom varietals from Ethiopia. I just think they're a little bit more tea-like. There's high acidity. There's sometimes a very like heavy berry profile. It really tastes more like a fruit to me than it does mm-hmm. a roasted bean. Um, yes. And I just, I really, I could live off of that for the rest of my days. So <laughs> whenever an Ethiopian is on rotation here in the office, um, I always hold out. For the, for the fresh round. <laughs> That's your favorite. Well, that is delicious. And so we talked about your subscriptions and how certainly people can go uh, to a cafe as well and try Stumptown, Stumptown Coffee. How do you identify the cafes all across the U.S. that carry your coffee? Oh, yeah. So that's a bit more of a tough, that's a tough wrangle, uh, finding all of the wholesale customers who carry Stumptown um, I think sometimes it's easiest if you're like on the road and you're in a, a place that doesn't have a Stumptown proper cafe, uh, you can usually do a, a Google map search of the name and generally a cafe that carries it will pop up. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's the wholesale game is a little bit of the, the old school sales mentality. So we, we generally don't disclose all of our customers on our site, uh, because, we are, you know, obviously cultivating those relationships and holding them near and dear. Oh, of course. Um, so there's a little bit of that. But otherwise, you know, some people are just really vocal about carrying Stumptown and they really love our coffee and we love those people as well. And they'll, they'll do an amazing job kind of showcasing that they have our product. I think of a, 
One of our best wholesale customers is down in Los Angeles named Alfred Coffee and Tea. And Josh and his team down there do an exceptional job building that brand and talking about our coffee and uh, sharing it with the world. How great. Do they actually carry also your Stumptown tea? They they actually do not. They they source their own tea, and they have a very robust matcha program that okay. they've kind of exposed the greater Los Angeles to, which has really caught on something fierce, that matcha. Yes. The, it's kind of the, the green powder uh, tea. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. So with... <laughs> with with Stumptown Coffee Roasters, you've been growing very quickly, and that must be so exciting to be part of that, and, and the team is working really hard. I'm curious, and for our listeners, what are some of your upcoming or future projects, or possibly even maybe some upcoming travels? Yeah, for sure. So we, uh, some future projects, we just released an all-employee record uh, called Workers' Comp that is all Stumptown bands. And so we will be hosting a bunch of uh, live concerts with those bands in Los Angeles, New York, and here in Portland. So we've got a pretty robust crew heading out to New York to help kick off things there and then out to L.A. to do the same in that market. Um, and then in, in addition to that, uh, you know, we, we always are kind of staying on our game with opening new retail cafes and new retail spaces. And so uh, we'll probably be hitting the road doing some scouting fairly soon to find out where our next location could be. How fun. And uh, that signature sort of having good music going and being very musical. What's your favorite music that you like to listen to? Like either you're making a good cup of coffee or you're there at Stumptown Coffee Roasters. What's your favorite? Because I know you like it loud. Yes, I do. Well, I'm a very classic rock and roll type of person. So I'm all about Led Zeppelin, absolute favorite band of all time. I could always listen to them and it would never bum me out. And I also like it because you can listen to some tracks that are maybe a little bit more mellow for those early mornings, and then you can get way more rocking as you get into your evening. Um, Absolutely. So I generally am listening to that, or like, you know, I listen to a lot of George Harrison. Just classic stuff from the 70s is pretty much up my alley. How fun. Well, and we talked in the first part of the show how you're an artist and you do art therapy, and wondering if how you find time are you by chance still doing some art projects oh yeah definitely I mean I think at this point it's more for my sanity than it is for show (laughs) but I generally do try to stay engaged in some sort of creative practice Um, I also play music I I like to play the piano and I'm attempting to pick up playing the guitar Uh, however it's so much different than the piano it's really difficult (laughs) Um, yes. but yeah, I, I generally try to do those things, but they're more for pleasure and for my own kind of personal enjoyment than it is anything external facing. Right. Are, by chance, is your piano playing featured on the record? <laughs> no, I am not. No, 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 no. But, um, my coworker on our marketing team, Tim Wenzel, his, his band is, as well as my coworker, Wade, and they are very talented people who 
deserve the record so much, I will happily sit in the shadows and just produce the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really such a great idea. Was there a particular theme to the record that sort of wove through the songs? You know, it's not, it is a, it is a very true compilation in that it's got a lot of different types of music, but somehow it all fits together. Uh, we were listening to it last night and I was surprised at just how talented everybody is and also really how like good the record is. I was like, wow, these are really great songs. Not that I didn't think they would be, but uh, it's, it's really cool to see that level of exceptionalism from people that you work with. Oh, definitely. The, uh, living in Portland, Oregon, you know, it's such a creative environment. And uh, I, I can imagine how the, the people on your team also are just so happy to be there in Portland, Oregon. It just sort of feeds off of itself. How would you describe what it's like living in Portland? Yeah, I think Portland is just I love coming home here. I, I, I guess I can describe it best as kind of being a place where you can really do anything you want to do. Uh, very, right. very accepting and curious population of people here. Um, and encouraging, you know, it's not, it's not very independent in any way. It's a very social community that likes to support and cheer each other on, even if they're in direct competition, which I also think is kind of great. Uh, like the culture sure. community here in Portland is very tight. Uh, we all enjoy each other's company and uh, respect each other and what, and what we do. So I think that that it kind of is bred from people who are really, I don't know, just very kind-hearted and thoughtful, creative types with yes. major passions that, you know, do not distract in any way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm so curious, too, and our listeners would love to know, we've talked a little bit about your upcoming projects and some of your upcoming travels and a little bit of the vibe there living in Portland. If, if we were to ask you, Mallory, about your dreams, your personal dreams, how would you describe that? Hmm. I would say, I mean, I think if I've learned anything at this point, it's that you kind of have to, you always have to keep moving and trying new things. And so I would say that my personal dream would really just be to be able to have the opportunity to keep doing those things. I feel very privileged to be able to have as many opportunities as I've been given and to be able to continue to have uh, moments where I can travel to new places and meet new people um, and experience new cultures, I think that's really the slice of life that I wish for myself in the future. <laughs> yes. Well, and it sounds like your your current days, it seems like you're living those days even as living we speak. Living the dreams. <laughs> living, living the dreams. And we started out, in the beginning, talking about how you, you're you interested in helping others. And 
that's something that is so clear in your life as you've been, you know, with your different experiences and how you went through art therapy and how you became a barista and you're always focused on making someone's day and all the good that you're doing as Stumptown Coffee Roasters to make sure that, well, certainly bringing wonderful coffee to your customers and making sure that drinking coffee is about pleasure, but you're also good to the producers and you call them producers and, and the green team sourcing, making sure that there's fairness in everything you do, which I, th- I think is just a wonderful example for all of us. So thank you for doing all that. Mallory, and we're so glad that you've joined us on My Favorite Coffee Story, and we really appreciate all your inspiring stories and wish you all the best with your future projects, and I can't wait to see the new film that's come out and hear even the record <laughs> with, yeah, uh, that absolutely. you just produced, which is, which is just wonderful. And listeners, we're so glad you've joined us this week. It's been just such fun chatting with Mallory Pilchuk, Marketing Director at Stumptown Coffee Roasters in Portland, Oregon. You know, just finding out about how how they select their coffees and how they work with with producers and how they ensure that every customer feels like they've enjoyed a wonderful best cup of coffee and it is about pleasure. So it's been really fun chatting today with Mallory. Thank you so much listeners for joining us. We hope that if um, you'd like and you'd continue the conversation you can always send us questions at radio at myfavoritecoffeestory.com and of course at anikona.com we always have our my favorite coffee story gift we've so enjoyed our time together thank you again for being with us and we look forward to being again together next week in the meantime we wish you a wonderful aloha Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week.